1: All right, y'all, what's going on? Welcome to this week's episode of the Temple of a Hoop. I am Maples here with my boy Kings. Kings, what's going on with you, boy?
0: Yeah, we doing good. Just got done with these playoffs and these NBA games.
1: Yeah, man, uh, a couple of close ones uh, tonight. Uh, well, one close one tonight. The uh, Warriors almost gave one back to the Raptors. Uh, Lakers handed their business. We'll get to those in a minute. Uh, we going to start off with a little bit of history that was made this week, Lamelo Ball became the youngest triple double triple double triple double achiever in NBA history with a dominant performance against the Atlanta Hawks, who are reeling a little bit right now. Um, the big thing about Lamelo is uh, everybody's been clamoring for him to start. Barrego, the coach, is playing it super slow. Uh, yeah. What are you? Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Where, where do you stand with that with Lamelo?
0: Yeah, I think I don't know if he's just. Uh, not trying to uh, upset Devontae Graham or something, but uh, I mean, in all the games I've watched, they've looked way better with Lamelo on the floor than with him off. I mean, um, Lamelo makes it easier for Gordon, he makes it easier for Rozier. Uh, those guys are both um, pretty sure if you I haven't looked at the on/off list, but I'm pretty sure if you look at the on/off list with Lamelo, pretty sure their numbers are like much more efficient when he's on the floor as opposed to playing with Devontae Graham, and just <clears throat> this doesn't make sense. You know, to have Rosier and Graham, those are two shot-chucking guards. Like yeah. It does sense to, to have them both play at the same time. It would actually make sense to start LaMelo. And even if you want to limit LaMelo's minutes because he's young, start him, you know, play him at 28 minutes, 30 minutes a night starting, and then, you know, kind of stagger him off with Graham. I mean, you can still do that, but LaMelo definitely needs to start. I mean, Graham is making them – this is just putting them in holes whenever he's on the floor.
1: Yeah, my thing was anyway. You look at I think uh, if you look at Demonte Graham's, as his archetype. It lends to a bench player, like a, a shorter combo guard right. who can score. That's the type of guy you went off your bench, just a punch, a shot in the arm guy who can play, he can play one or two off the bench. Uh, what I, what the difference I see is the effectiveness, effectiveness of the bigs when Lamelo's on the court. He right. gives them the ball where they can score, whether it's a live threat or off pick and roll, and fight he's finding them cutting. And Rozier and Devontae just aren't as, as good at it as Melo. A lot of it has to do with vision. A lot of it has to do with Melo is just six seven, six eight. He's just taller than those guys. He can see the floor better. And right. that's why I think they need to uh, make the change. I mean, Biombo has not looked as good in, in some years uh, when he's on the floor. I can't good. believe he's playing quality minutes at this age yeah. of his career. But I will say this, Charlotte in general, while I will give Borrego credit, it was hard to do. He has that young team. They invested on the defensive end.
0: Um, yeah, they I, watched that in,
1: I watched that entire Pelicans game, and they fell down early, and they just tightened the reins defensively. That's how they got back in that game, and then they yeah. were able to get out and transition and, and get back into the game. So, um, LaMelo, again, He's I think he's special. Uh, he was my number one prospect in the draft, but I do, I do feel like this draft in general was kind of underrated. I think Ant Wiseman and um, Lamelo are, are, are special players. There's a couple of gems in there as well. So, uh, how do you feel as far about some of those other guys in the draft? This draft was kind of aligned. So, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I
0: like what I'm seeing with uh, Maxi. Uh, Hallie Burton's doing really good over there in Sacramento as well. Um, you know, Wiseman could, can easily have much better stats if Kerr wasn't drunk half the game. You know, <laughs> and uh, you know we don't even we don't start Ant. But uh, Ant's really good as a scorer. He has the NBA build. So um, there's it's, it's some good players in this draft, honestly. Um, really good pieces. Uh, like I said, uh, I think while people were down on it, I'm not sure if there's a, a superstar. I think maybe LaMelo has the most potential. But even then, it will be more of the, you know, the uh, uh, point guard type of uh, yeah, status. Right, you right. Know? It's not going to be like the, oh, I'm an average 30 a night type of uh, superstardom is going to be more of the Jason kid, you know, the John Stockton, the, uh, not Chris Paul, the like, um, what was I going to say, the uh, Steve Nash type right. of, you know, superstardom where he's just really good at getting the ball. He can get 18 to 20 or 15 to 20, and uh, he's just going to make the offense really much better. But uh, other than him and then maybe Wiseman too, you know, Wiseman might be, uh, eventually, be an all-star, Chris Boss type big, and then Ant might be an all-star type of, uh, of a, all of type of score. But I don't really see superstardom.
1: Yeah, what well, 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 impressed me with Ant, what impressed me with Ant, is what he can do defensively on the ball already. Yeah, that definitely. that was been a present surprise for me with Ant with Man.
0: Yeah, he's definitely played uh, good defense. So um, you know, I mean, he, he he has the highest. Him and wiseman have the highest, I think, ceiling in terms of how raw they are. Uh, Lamelo, I think, has the best, definitely has the best floor, but I think he's limited scoring-wise. Whereas Wiseman and I think have the highest ceiling. So how good they can be, I think they can definitely tap into that super type of superstardom that we're accustomed to seeing, sort of taking over games on scoring and defense. But um, I don't know if they'll reach it. But I mean, they have that type of potential. But Lamelo has point guard type potential, so that's still going to be fun to watch. So it's definitely some good players in this draft. Uh, I think a lot of people are looking forward to next year too. There's gonna be like a load, it's a loaded draft next year. So I think yeah, everybody. Is, yeah, right, right. Yeah, I think everybody was comparing this to next, where I mean, next year you probably looking at like five type of franchise players coming out next year. You know, so yeah, man, the NBA is in good hands, man. Like I don't know why people act like you can't have two expansion teams, bro. Like it's just too much talent coming out. I mean,
1: absolutely, it's really absolutely, too much talent. You, they need two
0: more teams, man. Honestly, if, you, if you're absolutely. asking me.
1: So real quick, tracking back to uh going back to LaMelo real quick. So obviously the uh you know know what NBA Twitter is. Obviously the LaMelo talk had everybody kind of turn a side eye towards Lonzo. No, <laughs> we actually got, got into a back and forth on this and it was just interesting. Um the thing with uh LaMelo and Lonzo for me is uh for me it's always been mentality. I saw them play at 15 right. years old. Uh, Lonzo's always been a pass-first, facilitate type of player. Right. Lamelo has been, uh, I'm going to play basketball. If that means score, then I'll score. If I pass, I means I'll pass. And I think that's the difference between them. Lonzo's right. playing to pass, and Lamelo's playing basketball. I'm reading the floor in front of me. If it's forced says score, right. I'm going to score. If it says pass, I'm going to pass. I think that's the separation right now. And there are other things in their game, but I think Lamelo is more adept at finishing. We talked about that uh, yesterday being willing to score and attack and pick and roll is one thing. So talk to me about the difference you see in LaMelo and Alonzo and where the ceiling is, you think, for each player, because this was an interesting conversation we had.
0: Yeah, man, I just think that, um, you know, LaMelo, just the, because he's more of a threat to score, and he has a more natural feel for scoring. Um, I just think he's going to be more – he's going to be able to have that type of, like I said, Stockton, Nash, K type impact where – He's gonna, he has great vision. He has great passing. Uh, but he actually is a scoring threat to, to get enough buckets when needed, um, either in the clutch, either when to kill a run, either to, um, to you know to, uh, to um, extend the lead. Uh, you know, he's going to be he, he's the type of guard who's going to be able to not only get people to score, but he's going to be able to hit that timely bucket because he has the capability to score.
1: Whereas and the confidence. Them, and the confidence. Yeah, he
0: has the confidence. Whereas Lonzo, you know, he has like no confidence in finishing. Um, he has no confidence in his mid range at all. Um, like you were talking about the numbers of finishing at the rim, and I kept telling you, man, what's the frequency? Somebody actually looked up the frequency, and I think they said he has less than two drives a game or two attempts at the rim a game. Yeah, but, like,
1: less than two attempts at the yeah, rim I, a game. Uh, yeah, that's a great point. Um, and I said I, I put both. I put the onus on Lonzo. Right. I put the onus on the guy who built, who built the Pelicans roster because even last game, Brandon Ingram is a slasher. He had 11 field goal attempts last game and 10 of them were threes because the way the roster is built, the coaches are seeing seven games in, all you have to do is pinch the floor and make those guys shoot the ball because there's no shooting you have to respect outside of one person.
0: And it's funny you bring up Ingram because even the homie can't guard me on Twitter, he'd be, he be talking about, he'd he be saying that Brad Ingram don't be driving. <laughs> he says he needs to start driving, cut the cute stuff out. But it's like, it's funny you bring that up because like maybe part of the reason why he's stopping to do it too. Like you said, that spacing like, really might be affecting his ability to drive because he's not even driving as much though. So. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's a mentality thing too, because like he, like can guard me Like, yeah, the space is not there, but I mean, sometimes, you know, if you want to be that guy, you just have to, you know, make it. You have to make it do what it do. I mean, like we saw LeBron with two bigs, all that shit. And as much as I was complaining about the two bigs making them settle more for jumpers, they still find a way to try and at least force it to happen, if need be. So you just have to have the mentality if you want to take that next step, which is what the issue with Lonzo. Lonzo doesn't have that type of mentality. Yeah, like he's this, not
1: gonna. This, yeah, that, I agree with that. Just the issue with me is when you start bringing LeBron into it, he's an all time right. anomaly. And I'm not right. a lot of guys <laughs> are just going to have that capability. A, the passing vision. B, being 6'8, 240 with uh, ability to finish at the rim over anybody. So there's right. a lot of variables in there, but you are 100% correct. Lonzo has to be better. Uh, we'll talk about the Pelicans down the road. We got a, a couple of special guests on the way, so we we saving that right. conversation. That's going to be fun. let we'll save that one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, what uh, Some another player we want to talk about that is going to – that is kind of raising eyebrows is Jeremy grip um, Yes. That's been so a he just made a decision to leave uh, Denver. They actually matched his offer that he got from Detroit, I believe three years, $60 million. They matched the 20-million-year off the offer. However, he wanted a guaranteed starting and he wanted more offensive responsibility. And mm-hmm. he was given a bad – not a bad rap, but he got a lot of uh, eyebrows raised by going to Detroit. Right. Uh, take on more responsibility, but he is having himself a career year, over 20 points, around 10 rebounds, incredible – 25 efficiency. points a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, almost 25 points a game, incredible efficiency. Um, what I – when I when I heard him explain his decision, I gained even more respect for him because a lot of you guys right. – a lot of people would be like, well, you did you want to win for the stay never. But you hear him talk about his development. He wanted to develop as a player. Yes, and being in a certain type of organization with people that look like him around, yeah, that 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 to me gave me a little bit more respect where he was coming from. Like he was thinking beyond the court and what it means to him on a deeper level. So where are you, yeah. with Jeremy Grant, and how that's playing out so far?
0: I mean, I think he took it for uh, like like two reasons. I, I mean, he took it for like like you know i to keep it censored. He took it for R N reason. You know what I mean? He, he yeah. wanted to develop <laughs> personally, and he wanted to develop as a player. He wanted to be around black people. Uh, and be around the culture. That's his development, you know, off the court. And on the court, he wanted to grow. He said, I I love what he said. He said, I saw it as a challenge, and I I wanted to take it. And uh, to me, that was great because he knew, yeah, he could get the money. He could, like, compete with Denver. But, I mean, he knew they weren't looking at him as a priority. They wanted MPJ to start. And, you know, in Grant's mind, he's like – man, I, I feel like I'm better than <laughs> MPJ. Hey. I, and I believe him, but based on what I'm saying, you know, not even just I – mean, it, it was a given defensively, but even offensively, I'm like, wow, I'm pretty sure Denver, if they knew Grant could do this and they gave him the opportunity this, so I'm pretty sure Denver would trade MPJ while his stock was high and keep Grant if this was what they was going to get. But, you know, Grant's, man, she's good things. I'm just glad good things are happening for him because, you know, you don't see that much – that type of mentality much in the NBA for it. It's just good to see somebody finally, you know, not run from a challenge. And I, I'm glad somebody's embracing that challenge head on and is, you know, willing to, you know, grow and take the, the bumps in the road. Because obviously, you know, Detroit's not going to be not, you know, all flowers and roses. You know, it's going to be tough. You're going to be losing some games. But it's like just somebody's going to be like fine to find, you know, the silver lining or either for his personal development or whatever reason just somebody's going to look at that situation and make the best out of it. I mean, we need more of that the NBA, I think, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that that speaks more to, you know, um, also that, that puts pressure on organizations to be better. When you got guys yeah, like yeah. that, you guys have to be better on your end, providing them with yeah. the resources to get better, the coaching, the organizational yeah. structure. So I think that's a, a symbiotic thing right there. But that, that, that was great to see. I just wanted to touch on that uh, real quick. So – um. <clears throat> To me, it was a little early, but the NBA did release their uh, first batch of MVP uh, mm-hmm. rankings. Uh, I'm, I, I do read say Koo Smith. I think he's he's a, he's one of the good writers in the league. I don't agree with everything. I think he is a is a good writer though. Um, if I recall, it was uh, LeBron, Steph, Luca, Embiid. um who else was my message? PG, 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 PG was on there. There was one more. I think there were six names on there. Um, my only pushback was I didn't think Luka belonged on there uh, at this point of the season, and I don't know why M B was fifth. I thought he was playing yeah. out of his mind to that point. I probably would have had him first if I was right. beat. Same, 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 I had LeBron probably second with his on-off numbers and how he's just affecting the Lakers right. at that point. Um, so it's early, but just impressions around uh, what did you feel about the MVP list and what do you think, you know, how does it, how does it project for you personally?
0: Well, I mean, I, I want to say, first of all, you know, as, as much as I was upset that – or not upset, as much as I was annoyed that Luca was too <laughs> – Luca has been playing better. Um, he's, he's definitely been playing better. He has been, like, I think 5-4 and four or 6-4, and four. somewhere around, you know – 5-5, they're back to 500, 5-5. Oh, they're back to 500. So, I mean, my thing was, you know, he's been playing better, but, you know, what's the logic for him being over Steph Curry, for example? Like, what's, what's the logic there? You know what I mean? Like, you know, Steph Curry's since – Outside those that bad stinkers, he's had great performances and his numbers were great coming into tonight. You know, he had another stinker that's going to knock him out statistically a little bit now. But he's had great numbers coming tonight. Now the Warriors, who everyone said was a lottery team, so he has the narrative because people said they were a lottery team. That's what people said coming to this year. The Warriors were a lottery team. So he has that narrative that people said they were a lottery team and they are 64 with the toughest record. They're above 500. So what's the logic that Luca? Is higher than Curry? Where for, for why? Curry's been more valuable. He's been more valuable on the team with worse talent. So what's the logic of Luca being above Curry in second? Well, like you said, M.B. should be one. First, yes, I thought I
1: thought it. I thought it was been, uh, that guy early. M-B
0: right, but I mean, I wasn't mad that Brown was one because realistically, we do know the Lakers are the best team. Even somehow, some way, they're top. They're like top three in almost like every single team statistic. Sleepwalking. But, you know, if you look at the Lakers' games, it's looking like LeBron is in his prime priming ADs event. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you actually looked at how the Lakers have played, like it, LeBron's on and off statistics actually are not surprising if you actually look at how the Lakers have played. I mean, he's been the engine. He's been energetic. He's like, I don't know. Like, LeBron, he told people this, and I think people thought he was just talking, but it's true. He just likes playing basketball. Yeah. Like he just tells people he just likes playing. That's why he doesn't take low management nights because he just likes playing basketball. So he just wants to be out there on the floor. So. And,
1: and I think he is probably the best probably star in NBA history at picking his spots. Yes. And knowing when to protect himself and knowing when to understand. I need to push it here and press it here. Like I think the best part of that was that Chicago game when he was kind of one of those games where I don't have to press, but every time he felt Chicago kind of pulling away, he would put his thumb yeah, on the game, pressing. get back here they pull away, he says, I'll get back here. And then when it was time to close, obviously, you know, he, he steps up. So I think that was a, that was a, you know, for, for, uh, example of how he's able to just control basketball games. 18 years. Right. In. So 80, I mean,
0: 80 hasn't been able to do it, but LeBron's is the master of the in-game load management. He right.
1: So just when, it's, it's sticking with the Laker things, or what are your other impressions so far? Like, I know um, just what I've seen, I know Dennis hit a, hit, a, hit a rough stretch offensively for a few games, but I think he recovered uh, today. Um, like I said, A.D., I'm glad Christian Wood came up because A.D. was kind of yeah, in like a lull. He probably got some bulletin board material when he came out and right. shot that down early. I think 8 for 8, 20 in the first half and let it be right. known. Christian Wood said he had the game and I was like, all right, buddy. <laughs> and then um, it quiet, Also, man. I just I, – I, you know, it's it's beating a dead horse at this point, but every time THT plays I, I get more and more impressed with just what he's able to do, particularly offensively. He has a ways to go defensively, but just what he's able to do at Age twenty on the floor, on the NBA floor in games that matter, um, it just can't be knocked at this point. You got it's not even he's good for twenty. He is a good rotation player. He's a good yeah, he's a good
0: rotation player, um, blank. I mean. After,
1: after you it. give your <clears throat> observations, I gotta let you uh, I gotta let you vent about your boy Coos, so <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Let me, let me let me let me talk about you know what I've been seeing. A day, a Dennis hit a rough patch offensively. I think he was trying to figure out a way. I think he hit a rough patch offensively because he's trying to adjust the fact that he wa- he knows he's gonna have to play off Ad and LeBron. What I do like is that he's not trying to look them off. Uh, he's definitely when they're trying to get looks, he gives them he gives up the ball a lot. Sometimes I'd be like, man, Dennis, what are you doing? But I see he's giving up to Ad. I'm like, okay, I can't. Tweet that, go take the ball. You're giving up to AD. (laughs) So I like that he's playing within the offense. And my biggest thing is that even when his offense isn't good, he's playing defense. And Mm. that's why people are really happy with him. He's playing defense, playing great defense at all times. And he's getting ways to facilitate. I think he had a – yesterday he had a 17-point game, but today he had an eight-point game game, but seven assists and like six rebounds. So he's finding ways to impact the game without scoring – as well, so that's really good, I think, for Dennis, because you know you, you know he's lightning in a bottle, he can catch fire and go for 30 or 20, but the, being able to affect the game outside of scoring, I think that's huge, that, that was a slam dunk trade, it's such an easy trade for them, they got so much better off that move, then we go to THT I said before the preseason I said he's a better player than Kuzma. People are like, What the you talking about? Huh? I'm like, Okay, now look at them, they're all on the bandwagon. You see what 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 we do, what me, Maples and other people do, you know what we do, we watch something, it's called film. You no, know I mean you watch film, you watch how play you watch their skill sets and you see what translates and what doesn't. So when you see THT have certain skill set, you're like, Yeah, this guy's good. He got these stuff. He can handle the ball on the yo yo, he can Score off multiple looks off the bounce, you know. Attack the rim, finish. It's so, finishing.
1: his finishing, man.
0: Finishing, yeah. Like, man. like it was funny. I, you were watching the game, and you were watching him play Eric Gordon. It's like you were watching a mirror. You're watching a mirror match almost. Him and Eric Gordon look like virtually identical in terms of. I thought body that was time.
1: a great. I thought that he was just, a great comp. you made. I thought that was a great yeah. comp. you made. And people say yeah. that they don't remember how good Eric Gordon was, and they, they really
0: don't the
1: before the and injury. I
0: think, And I think when they saw them match up, they finally realized, oh, that's what they were talking about, because they could see it from the body, from the way their body looked, like, literally identical height, identical body strength. Long arms. arms. So it's like, they can see that, oh, I see what you guys are talking about. But yeah, he's, I mean, he's a good rotation player. Like, he's not just a good young guy. He's He's a rotation
1: so, player. I think I was tweeting. He might be playing Kuz out the rotation. Right there. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, so that that, uh, that was my thing. So also another heated thing for for me, it's not, but I see discussions about people aren't happy necessarily with the utilization of Gasol or how he's contributing. For me, it was like his his presence alone raises the IQ. Right. He provides spacing uh, on defense. Maybe not a rim protector, but he's an excellent position defender. That's why his defensive a, numbers are so good. He's always in the right spot defensively. Yep where are you with Gasol? And then you can talk about more about your boy, Kuz.
0: I mean, Gasol, I don't know what they're complaining about. The dude's like, how old is he? And he's not no, like, first option. So do you want them to just force-free Gasol just because you can say that we're using Gasol. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't get the point of crying about featuring an offense. The only thing I would say is that, you know, if we need, you know, better offense or to generate better looks, run more of Gasol at the high you know, at the high at the high top, into having pass cutters. But other than that, I'm, I mean, I'm not interested in them trying to run offensive with so us. That just doesn't make any sense. to me. Like, you have LeBron, you have Dennis Schroeder, you have AD. Like, right,
1: right, right. Going through
0: Marcus All. So Marcus All is, is he knows his role. He's not going to for a ring.
1: Here for a ring.
0: Here for a ring. He's, a ring. he's <laughs> playing defense. He's making smart reads. He's he's giving his energy as much energy effort he can when he's on the floor. Like that's all you need from him. You don't need anything else. So all that other stuff is just trying to be. Mr. Smart Guy, <laughs> you know what I mean like champagne when he uses Taysom Hill for whatever
1: mm-hmm. reason. Man. You don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah. Now, now Kuz. The thing with Kuz is he has. I give it to him. He has built himself quite the fan base as a Laker, and it leads to some funky basketball uh, discussion. Uh, to me, I, I think he's pressing a little bit. Whether it may feel like he feels like his role is being diminished or. Um, you know, maybe feeling tht breathing down his neck or seeing him kind oh, of. Oh, really Um one. I thought he played better with the pressure of a new con with the with the you know new contract already given to him. There's no pressure about where his next deal's coming from or the amount or length of it. Um, he started out shooting the ball very well, but I feel like he presses offensively uh, some of the time. He looks he looks to score just every touch. Instead of just playing the game, so where are you with Coos right now, and what do you think needs to?
0: No, he's be definitely pressing. he's definitely pressing. I mean, I'll give it to him. Like I'm, I'm glad he's hitting some of these threes because if he was missing those threes, it wouldn't be pretty. Um, I thought he would be more efficient this year, but I looked at his and it's the same as it was last year. I'm honestly not surprised, considering you know what he looked like, you know. Um, when he looked like uh, these past few games, I mean, he's just forcing, he's forcing a, a lot of just bad shots. Like he'll take the ball, he'll literally just shoot. I'm like, bro, there's time on a shot clock. Like you don't have to shoot this ball every time you come off off this action. <laughs> like you can kick it out and get a better look. You don't have to take this shot. Like, like you can just tell he's hunting for 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 points. You know what I'm saying? Like even some shots he makes, I'll be like, oh my god! But he makes it, I'll be, I just like not, I'll like let it fly because he it went in. But it's like it's not a good look. Like we didn't you know, you didn't need that, but you know, it's whatever. And uh, people were talking about his his block shots. Like he's playing some energy off the, he's giving effort. You know, the thing with Kuzi is he always he gives energy. Uh, when he when he gives energy, um, he can definitely make some positive impacts. But like I think it wasn't this game. It was like was it the last game where. He wasn't, yeah, the Bulls game where he wasn't getting looks offensively, and he's just whole body language is terrible. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He just
0: has too much of that where if he's not scoring and he's not making shots, he's a detriment to the team. And, like, we're all all befuddled because – we could have sworn this guy turned the corner
1: defensively in the bubble. In the bubble, yeah, he was I mean, stepping up. Guys, I was impressed. I thought, okay, he's going to be a 3 and D guy going
0: forward. I thought it would be one of those things where, okay, he finally found a calling card defensively, but I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's THC's pressure, but he's back to trying to look good offensively, trying to show that he can score. And, and like, it's just not good. I, I think Vogel's finally done with that experiment. I think – the emergence, the re-emergence of Wes Matthews, now that Wes Matthews found his shot again, is stopping Vogel from doing that whack, wonky you know, coos at the two. Because that coups at the two stuff, man. I don't know what, what <laughs> Vogel be thinking with that. But I think he was doing that because Wes was trying to get his legs back. But Wes is back and I'm starting to see less of that. So thankfully hopefully they keep that off.
1: Yeah, so y'all see we got to um, I agree with all that with coos Now I wanted to bring this up, this next thing up with you because you are a science guy. You're in a PhD program. I've seen you tweet about this subject. Yeah. On it. This co- this coronavirus that's sweeping the league right now. Man. Um. What are your thoughts with it? because a lot of it is guys guys don't necessarily have it. Just a lot of it's the contact tracing. They're just being safe. Yes. But what are you doing? Because there there have been a couple. It sounds like the Wizards were the, were the uh, foundation of it all. Yeah, they will the have two or three guys that have the coronavirus. So um, where are you with what the league needs to do? Because there are some philosophical issues that come up when you talk about them cutting the line to get vaccine because there's, right. there's first responders in need. There are teachers in need. If they're going to talk about opening back up the schools. So where are you with the coronavirus as it starts to become a, a way bigger issue with the league right now? Just,
0: what do you, Where are you with that? Man, they just at the it's just that like capitalism, that bottom line, that dollar, you know, making <laughs> I mean, the profits. It's why I don't I, I'm never I never rock with the NBA, and their little social justice message, bro. They literally they try to put act like they're above the NFL, bro. They literally dislike the NFL, bro. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean they
1: can get that.
0: The, not, not they're not gonna cancel games. I mean, we were begging them to like they we were like, bro, why are you why are you making the Sixers play? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like like what are you doing? Like they don't even have like they barely have like eight players and you know same to them it's just whatever find a way business as usual. It's like for me I don't even know the difference between that and a forfeit, but I do know the difference between that and a forfeit. It's called TV revenue. So yeah, you right. know they have them play with scrubs and not play at all because they want they want the revenue from you. So yeah, I that's
1: mean, what I it's just,
0: about,
1: yeah, I just wanted your yeah. I wanted, I just wanted your opinion because I know you you were kind of re- really read up on the uh, the vaccine and this coronavirus right. and how it spreads. Um, what confuses me is the contact tracing thing. They just play for 48 minutes on the court, and then afterwards, well, he stood next to him five minutes after the game, so he has to sit for 14 days despite everybody playing. So how, what's the thinking right. behind that? It, it makes no sense. I mean, if, if somebody's
0: like, you know, you're saying, well, Jason Tim stood next to Bradley Beal. Okay, but, I mean, uh, what about the dude who was Bradley Beal's primary defender during the game? <laughs> That's you know right. what I mean? Like, what? what come on, man. Like, it's just it's just nonsense. They, they're kind of just winging it. I tweeted earlier, I'm like, I feel like they'll probably actually revisit if someone like LeBron was to get put
1: in a protocol, yeah, then
0: That's they're the going re- re- That's, That's the money, money man.
1: Yeah, they like,
0: alright, okay, what are we doing here with that? So, I think they're going to go to a bubble for class because, like I said, they can't have this type of risk, like in a playoff series where somebody, like LeBron or someone like Curry or some big-time player just catches it, and they're done for the series. Two weeks, they're out, so they're going to move to a bump, I think, as well.
1: All right. Glad we got you a little touch up on that. Now we have a special guest this week. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> my boy, um, as you guys know, I am the assistant coach at Contra Costa College. When I, when I first met this young man, he was uh, playing for me, and now he yes, is uh, one of the biggest rappers coming out the bay p what's going on with you, bro?
2: Man, what's up, man? It's a pleasure to be here, man.
1: Man, first of all, thank you for, for coming on. I, every time I, I see you, I, I turn on Madden in 2K a couple of years ago. <laughs> I hear your song. I'm like, I used to blow this whistle and tell this boy to run two miles. What, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's,
2: it's, it's a pleasure to be here, man, you know, especially with y'all, man, you know. Obviously, you know you still my like I still like you like we're friends now, but you know you still
1: my coach. You know what I'm saying? Still at the end of the day. So you don't, don't age me too much on here, man. You yeah. me? I was I was, I was the young coach when we when you yeah the, you were the, you were the young coach <laughs> and
2: you yeah, also just, my, my, you're also my uh, my roommate's
1: cousin. So right. You know, so real, there, real quick background. Uh, shout out to Pilo, man. He he was a part of it when I my first year coaching at Contra Costa. We were two and twenty. Uh, Pilo was a part of the group that next year. Turned us around, won twenty games, first playoff appearance since the nineties um, or oh, early two thousands. So Pilo, uh, was one of the smartest players I coached, um, but he just he had that music gene, man. You can see it early. <laughs> he, he can beat after practice, man. bringing beats to practice for Coach Johnson. So we're yeah. here. But yeah. since you are here, we got some uh, things we need to discuss with you. You 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 putting out some very spicy things on the timeline. <laughs> uh, <laughs> First of all, putting that out. Yeah, first of all, before we before we get to the the nitty gritty of what we're talking about, um, what do you see from your Warriors so far this year, man? They're six and four. People thought they'd be a lottery team. Steph Steph and Dre got them uh, battling in the thick of the things out west. So where are you with your Warriors right now? Uh,
2: man, I think I mean obviously they're they're like a new team. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think uh. There's a certain like I feel like Kerr has a certain system that he that he runs. You know what I'm saying? I think it's like
1: oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> p- p- player I should like players like Ubre or like you know like Wiggins or like those are those are our, like some key guys that we need to like for them to play well for us to even like you know be in the be in the running. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's like I, I mean I see it in Wiggins now he's kind of catching his you know he's catching his rhythm. Ubre still, you know,
1: out there blindfolded, boy. Yeah,
2: yeah, like I like like he doesn't he, he still like he doesn't have that like that that uh that like give uh, like pass it out to Dre and with that relocate screen like he doesn't he just still don't know, he still doesn't have that like wherewithal IQ, to yeah, IQ, yeah his his, yeah. his IQ thing I think but I think that that's gonna just come with time because obviously I don't think he's never play, he's ever like played in that in in the system like that's as intricate as like you know. Uh, has uh, the Warriors is, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of read and react stuff that the Warriors uh, run. And it's just like off uh, what the defense uh, gives you. You know what I'm saying? so yeah, I think, Me um, me
1: and Kings talked about this a couple weeks ago where we thought Kerr should maybe simplify. And Kerr said this too after that one game, after a big loss they took, he needed to simplify a little bit to make those guys feel more comfortable. I feel like he's put the ball in Steph's hands more and kind of thought, sought more of a balance with running the intricate system and then letting Steph just... Create uh, two on one situations for everybody else. So,
2: yeah, one thousand percent. And I also, I mean, obviously, I think Dre. You know what I'm saying? Like Dre just, Dre just fills up all the holes, with on offense and defense. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, that, man ten, like, that man
1: scored ten points tonight. They, they should have dropped some confetti in that building.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. No, but like, bro, like, I mean, like, obviously, if you just look at the paper and see Draymond's statue, you'd be like, bro, this. Is fucking but yeah, you gotta
1: watch it. You gotta watch the game. You, for sure. you really gotta
2: watch. Gotta watch. Yeah. You you really gotta watch his effect on the game. Um, and I feel like uh, I, like he still don't get the enough respect. Cause, bro, it's, it's a real art. like. I think you. I think you tweeted. I seen you tweet. It's like, man, it's a re- it's a real art to. Really like score one point and have like so much impact yeah.
1: on the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now that we've like said it. that, we have some issues with you. um You <laughs> come on have been back and forth going about two years right now, and I'm gonna let Kings get you after you go. I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> interrupt you. I'm gonna let you speak. I'm gonna <laughs> let Kings. Get you. So I need you to explain. First of all, P-Low says Steph Curry is the greatest point guard of all time, which to me That's is – That's what he said. <laughs> so That's what I said. I, I need you Kobe, to – Quote me. I'm not going to interrupt you. I want you to give it to me straight. Why do you think Steph is the greatest point guard of all time? And I'm going to let Kings respond to you. So go ahead. I'm not going to interrupt you. Go ahead. Why is Steph, Steph the greatest point guard of all time?
2: But, um, I mean, I, I think uh, – so well, – Okay, so first, what is y'all definition of a point guard? B- a point guard it? is
1: somebody who create – I think either you create offense for your team. Like, you, your job is to make offense easier for your team. There's many ways to do that.
2: It, so, okay. In my end, okay, so does, does, Steph, does, Steph, does Steph Curry not is, – is he not the best creator of offense for his whole
1: team of all no. time? Is he not? No, no. It's, it, my, my, here's, here's my thing, here's my thing. No, 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 because no, Steph is in my top three. Steph is in my top three for that category. What I think the the thing that LeBron – one of the things that LeBron has over Michael Jordan and Kobe definitely is that LeBron exactly. is a system himself. I think the yeah. three players in NBA history who are systems themselves and won championships with it are Magic, uh, LeBron, Johnson. and Steph. Those are the people yeah, who are the system, and those are the guys who – Okay. Magic, okay. So okay. One. Okay. That conversation. One.
2: You can't say by himself. You can't magic. You can't say by no, magic. I, I, no. No.
1: No. I'm saying. But he was the. That's,
2: that's what was people system, forget. Man. Magic didn't win without Kareem. Clay. What
1: people... Clay. Clay. No. <laughs> well, go ahead. Finish. 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 What's the, what's he so what's
2: the real conversation then?
1: I said. You said he's the greatest point guard ever. I want to know why he's better than Magic from your point of view. I I think
2: he puts the the defense. And I think he puts his teammates in in a better position than anyone else.
1: Okay, Kings, go ahead. You got it. Kings, go ahead. Okay, I want to say this. I want to say this.
0: First of all, I want to say in my my all-time rankings, I do want to say the best offensive players ever, I think I have tied LeBron and Curry. I do have those two tied because of Curry's off-ball gravity. I said this. I said Curry's arguably the greatest offensive player we've probably ever seen. With that said (laughs) – with that said you is something more to it in terms of impact like we saw today when curry's getting roughed up by friend van fleet and he just kept breaking everything inside like he's just like it's just bad like he and i think that has to do with his body frame because magic johnson is 6-9 so these type of situations just won't happen to magic johnson because he's going to find a way to get 12 rebounds and 13 assists or 20, where curry's going to be like 13 points six assists, but six turnovers and, like, five rebounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just Uh bad. You know what I mean? Like, I'll give it to you. You know, Magic played with great players. I don't think people understand. Magic played the finals where he had a starting five. The Lakers had a starting five of five All-Stars and five Hall of Famers. That was their starting (laughs) five in the finals. (laughs) And they (laughs) lost lost that finals to the Philadelphia 76ers, by the way. So, Magic has had help. Magic has had help. I won't deny it. He has had help, so it's not. I'm not going to use the team argument here. but I'm just using the impact argument because 12 years in the NBA, nine finals. Like somebody Man. said, what was Kareem doing before Magic got there? <laughs> also, when Kareem left, Magic what? went back to the finals. He lost to Jordan, but he he went lost back. to Jordan. He, he lost to Jordan. That's no shame in that, but he went yeah. <laughs> back. It's worthy. He went back with worthy, and he had a great season before. You know, he had the incident, he had to retire on that. So. Magic's impact, nine finals, twelve years, the assist, he had, the triple doubles, the uh, it's, it's too much. So, okay, right. so 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 right. if you say nine, if so if you saying
2: if you including the the that the nine finals, that's including the team, correct?
1: But, if the, if but he's if the he engine though, the he elevates yeah, the team,
2: bro. He ain't bro. Every champ, if you look at every championship he won, he won with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the that's greatest. Everybody, the, the everybody
1: wins with it's it's Pelo. It's two Pilo, yeah. it's two. It's two players that didn't have All Star help that won Finals before.
2: Yeah, no. Only no, two. No.
1: It's Hakeem 22. and Dirk, bro. That's that, That's it. Hey, and Kings, and and we, gotta hey, hey. we gotta get
2: We gotta talk about that Dirk run too. We gotta talk about how how, nah, how we, much. We, we need talk
0: about We need talk about Hakeem's run. He won Finals MVP, MVP, and Defensive Player of the Year in the same year. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so my, same year. Only huh. one who backpacked.
1: Only one. So this is where I'm at. So so Pilo it's just Magic accomplished so much as the undisputed leader of the team. Curry, to me, he's the leader. But there have been conversations like, uh, you know, I I don't buy the – first of all, I don't buy the finals MVP argument. Like, that doesn't mean anything to me. I watch Kobe Bryant, you know, go through that. It's not a real thing to me. It's, it's media voted. It's narrative. It's whatever. And, and I did
0: not deserve that finals MVP. right, right. right. So, MVP.
1: so for me, it was just – you watch those Laker teams like – Pat Riley went to Magic and was like, hey, we told Cap, it's your show now. Like, this is showtime. We running. It's your team. Like, so for him to go to the – you got to understand, Pilo, 75% of your career you're in the finals? You got to understand, like, mean, like, 75% of his career he's, but, he's playing for championships, bro. 1,000%. 1,000%. You know,
2: <laughs> and, and we we also got to give it up to, like, I mean, like, players that, like." Let's. I think we should. Oh, wait. Let me go back to what was I gonna say. Um. But like, I think players. Like, I just think players are just even more skilled nowadays. It's just like evolution.
1: That's fair. I'll get you. know what I'm
2: saying? Like, just like, just especially like. Especially on the perimeter.
1: Especially on the perimeter. Like, I'll, I'll perimeter, the perimeter, like,
2: like, like. I mean, like, Magic's one of those players that could play today.
0: Exactly. Of course. Like,
2: but if you go back, if you put Steph Curry in that shit. <laughs> <laughs> bro, like come on, bro. Like what we yeah. what we talking about?
1: Okay, I I I I'll, I'll say this. I I'll say this. That's granted, but also you have to understand there's no defensive 3 seconds at that point in time. And the other thing is the they didn't have four out one in at that time so the, the, the it's a little shrunk in court so there's there's things working both ways here, but I do understand I, you're hundred percent i think i've I had to give this up on my michael Jordan defense that the perimeter players are about ten times better than they are <laughs> than they were back bro, then so on, I, I'll give that to you also but we bro, we, also, we also see how
0: we also see how physicality you know be having yes, a lot of that in the eighties man yes, and, 1, here's another thing, the big men the big men are just way better defensively it's just more geared towards that so it's a different game. It's a different game, but... Uh, the athleticism,
1: the athleticism has jumped about two leaps and bounds. I was, the athleticism is out of this world. And right the now.
0: skill right. on the perimeter, man. Right, like, right, right, right. right, right, oh, right. Like, like... Colbert does setbacks, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? The role players in the 80s are not doing setbacks behind right. the back. <laughs> <laughs> like, not
2: they they,
1: they, they it.
0: plumbers.
2: <laughs> oh, see, there you go
1: with that. See, you know I don't like that. You know I don't like that. You know. <laughs> they plumbers. Respect, respect the history. Respect the history. No, history no. let respect no. the history, man.
2: Okay, but going back to to what y'all saying that like, yeah, if 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 Magic Johnson doesn't score as well as Whatever, as Curry, he'll still have 13 rebounds and 12 assists or whatever. If if they had if they had a, a checker or like a, a like a, a stat sheet for how many hockey assists Steph
1: Curry has. Okay, okay. Now you talking basketball? You talking basketball? Basketball. Like <laughs> like
2: how, Dr- there's a reason why Draymond averages what? what? What's Draymond's career average for assists? Like
1: seven, somewhere like six, seven. Something. There.
2: There's a reason why yeah. he has that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I was Dude, saying today, like I, I tweeted out today during the game, but before Steph started breaking, he was making some reads in the first quarter, like breaking those traps and setting up the offense. So like, you you've got a bit of a point there. So I,
2: you I, know, I, so so like like you got it, like the actual effect on the game, bro. If you really think about it, bro, if if they run pick and roll pretty much the whole game, bro, Draymond Green's playing four on three every possession.
1: They, that, if they if
2: they if they do that like for real, so 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 who has the the higher effect on the game, on top of shooting?
1: I I, I said that I I just said that the three <laughs> best <laughs> offensive players of all time are Steph, uh, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Magic. I told I said I said that those are the three best offensive machines of all time to me because it, like you can talk, argue about skill with Mike and Kobe, but they were in systems. They weren't systems themselves. I think yeah, that's yeah. why I have those three guys ahead of them as far as being offensive machines that can carry just a whole load of a team through a whole season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got something there. So the, moving on, we I'm glad we got that out in the air. Kings, Pilo, good stuff. Pilo, I'm yeah. putting you, your feet to the fire right now. What is the Warriors ceiling for you this year? Like, what's the best you think you got for them this year?
2: The best, I think, if we get on the right side of the Western Conference uh, bracket, and we don't see the Lakers the second round. I think we could get to the Western Conference Finals if they continue to
1: grow. Ooh, you said you, know you, you said you ain't scared of them Clippers, huh? You said you don't, fit don't think anybody I'm not worried wa- I'm people. not
2: worried about Paul. Uh, <laughs>
1: think anybody I'm should. not worried
2: about Paul. All right, so get about Paul.
1: All right. So right now putting your feet to the fire. Give me your championship, Eastern Western Conference team. And tell me who's gonna win it. I'm just taking your prediction right now. Wax before we get out of here.
2: Um, I mean, I, I think obviously the Lakers have have a, the the best chance out of all teams. I think. Um,
1: in the East, who you got? The, bro, I mean, Brooklyn. Ooh. <sighs> oh, you see that uh, defense? What it, boy? that ain't guarding nobody right now.
2: Yeah, I, man, bro, but shit, like who,
1: who 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 else in the East? You got Phillies. Yeah. You got Milwaukee. You don't trust Giannis.
2: I don't try – he, he should have brought us out to Golden State. He's <laughs> He should have came. I'm, so, I'm so, He should have came. He should have came. He should have okay, came. so
1: you, you, you got L.A. and Brooklyn. You think Bill going to pull it together?
2: I mean, they're going to figure it out. I think Steve, Steve Nash, I mean, he's not known for his defense, but shit, hopefully <laughs> – <laughs> they, they coach, they coach, But at the same time, like, bro, like, like, bro, like, the Bucks, like I'm, the, I don't trust the, I don't trust the guys around Giannis. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I shit I know KD gonna find a, get a bucket if, if if needed. Kyrie gonna get a bucket if needed. Um, I mean Boston, I like Boston too though. I like Boston. I, if they could figure it out. But I got I mean, I to I see, what, I
1: got to see what Kimba Kimba's supposed to come back in the next month or so. so yeah, that, what that's Kimba what I'm saying.
2: Like, like, I mean, like we we still ain't seen him with Kimba. You know, shit. Jalen Brown looks like he's shit, he play he playing you know he playing well and you feel me. Jason Tatum is,
1: you know, he's
2: get, he's getting better. Also, awesome.
1: can we get your uh, public apology to Brandon Ingram after calling him trash for three years?
2: Yeah, uh, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> Brandon Ingram. This is my public apology. All right, brother. You're you're, you're a Hooper. You're a
1: Hooper. <laughs> All right, real quick before we get out of here, Pilo, tell us what you're working on right now, man, career wise.
2: Man, it's just working on some new music. Just trying to figure out. Um, what's the next um kind of like obviously like uh like show wise and and being able to tour and
1: different how's that working out with you with with covid man how's that how's that working out with you right now
2: oh i mean like obviously you can't do you can't do you can't do anything so like shit just been just like been been at home creating and and like working on the merch stuff and uh just kind of like gearing up for for when just staying ready for when shit actually like gets open and we can actually start touring I mean, um, like, obviously, like, appearances and and shows, like, uh, show money is, like, a a large revenue of, like, what I got going. But, you know, I'm a smart man. And, you know, I tucked a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You got to. to. I I, I stacked up the rainy day. So, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know. I'm just I'm just living off of uh, merch stuff and streams, uh, merch sales and streams right now. So you know I'm just I'm just kicking back and just not putting no pressure on myself. You know, oh, right on. I mean kick, just kicking it, man.
1: That's the way to do it. Trying stay man.
2: safe, most importantly, you know. Oh, yeah. Definitely, man. Because it's, it's, it's getting wicked out there, <laughs> man.
1: <laughs> man. It's, it's All right, it's man. Getting wicked. Please stream Pilo. Follow Pilo on Twitter and IG. Um, one of my favorite players I ever coached. Making it big right now, man. Pelo first of all, thank you for coming on the show, man. This has been a long time yes, coming. Happy <laughs> happy you finally joined us, man. Appreciate you. No, I'm
2: I'm glad I can say I, I, I could say my piece about why I think Steph the Great
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean you AI, wrong. You bro. wrong, but you feel me it was good to hear it, though. I'm
2: not wrong.
1: Huh? <laughs> he, he got, he I'm got not wrong. believers out there though. He got believers bro, out bro,
2: there. AI, AI is a believer. Y'all y'all look up AI. <laughs> come on, y'all y'all go y'all going against AI?
1: I love AI, my favorite player of all time. But that's just you that's know.
2: What I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Especially you, you going against your man? <laughs> that's what <laughs> you doing?
1: Oh man! All right, y'all follow Kings, Addis Kings, bro. Myself, JJ Maples fifty five underscore MST at lo Follow him. Support everything yes, we sir. put out. Follow subscribe button on the podcast. Give us feedback. We appreciate you guys for tapping in. We will see you next week. We are out of here. Yay.
0: Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters, the more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings. from Root metrics second half 2020 U.S. reported three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.